How is everyone? Welcome. I don't know why that, I thought I'd cut all that out, them bloody genius and wows are jumping in straight away, but thank you so much. Welcome to the Potty Mouth Garden Club. Before we get in there, just actually before we get in, have a look. Audrey is in the actual, in the the chat there. So do pop over to the chat, say hello. If you want a question, just put your letter, big Q, and I will find it. Before your question, put the capital Q and then write your question and I will find that. And what as as usual, before we start, pop over to our Discord there. It is getting huge there now. It's uh, chuffed a bit with it, to be honest. It's own little thing and it goes great. And my, I know I do this all the time, but please join the Potty Mouth Garden Club and subscribe. That's the people who are kind of, you know, listening a bit later on. And the podcast this is where I actually listen to the show because when you do it, kind of when I'm talking, I do it and it I can't hear it or understand it. So that's what I do. So there's our guests and we have a new guest as well. Sophie, <laughs> hello. Sophie, I will get to you when I run this intro. One second. <laughs> Yes, so we have a new guest on as well. So help say hello everyone to Sophie. Hello. Sophie <laughs> is the allotment newbie. And Sophie, just a big welcome. Thank you so much for can you say it's a big thing. They'd like come on and do a live thing. So I would yeah. thank you no, very thank you. much. Thank yes. You for no. So it's really fun. <laughs> let if you don't mind, Sophie, then just tell without me kind of explain, tell everyone, you know, how long you've been gone and, and you know where you yeah. are in because that's the, the nice thing. You know what I mean? Sort of my origin stories, as yes. it were. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess I started, I've always sort of liked gardening. Um, my love for gardening really started with houseplants, and I feel like that's a lot of people's starting stories. Um, but then I sort of, I guess I'm, I fall into the category of the COVID gardeners where I sort of went on furlough, got really bored, and decided, you know what, I'm going to start a garden, a really big vegetable garden. Um, so I did that. But my garden was really rubbish. It sort of, I couldn't grow anything in it. So I did loads of container gardening. But out of those mushroom crates, you know, the ones you sort of... um, Yes, yes. So I did that. I got the mushroom crates, lined it with newspaper, brought the most expensive compost in the world because I had no idea about (laughs) compost. I think I was paying like 20 quid for a 40 litre bag. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. And it was from... You garden, so like their premium compost. Right. I brought that and was like, "Oh, yeah. what what a brilliant deal that is! That sounds amazing. I'm gonna buy loads of that." So I did. Wasted loads of money doing that, um, and then I thought, "John, I love this, so I'm gonna put my name down for an allotment." And that was, um, see, that was ages ago. So yeah, I only just got my allotment this year, and um, yeah, just it's my first year. So it? how did I was going to ask you there? How long did you wait from you putting your name down to getting your allotment? Over a year was it? No, so it's actually longer. I looked just to check. So it was 2017 I put it right, down for, right. and I only just got right. it this year. So wow. a long, a long wow. time. <laughs> well, yeah. Sylvie, it's lovely to have you on, and hopefully this will not scare you, and we'll get you back as well. You know what I mean? So yeah, we'll have of course. You, we'll have you on as well. Stephen, how are you doing, sir? Hello. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much. And are you sure you haven't put a new shirt on? 
No, I have not. <laughs> I'm sure he's dressed up smart there for the, you know what I mean, for the live show there. He's got Hollywood lights on him there now as well. It's just oh, weird. <laughs> Are you well, anyways? Yeah, I'm not so bad. I've had, I've had quite a good week. Um, so, yeah, happy with life at the moment. Happy with life. Lot, lots of planting, lots of sowing? Yeah, lots of sowing. Uh, not so much planting this week, more more planning this week, if you like, because right, right. somebody, somebody got a nice freebie this week, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> and we have JB. JB, sir. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Now, I know you've been a little bit kind of rushing house, you know, like refurbishments and everything like that. And you know, <laughs> if anyone wants to know, JB has just sat down, <laughs> just got hot water. I mean, just yeah. getting hot water today, JB. No, not quite. We did have, we, we had a system, but it was awful. Our old heating system was just rubbish, absolute pants. Um, so we've just had it all replaced, all new radiators, and it is very, very nice. So is it, JB, have you got, just out of curiosity, it's like a combi boiler where you turn your tap on yeah. instant hot yeah, before we had the old system where it was a boiler, but we had also had like the big water tank. Right, we had all right. Stuff up in the loft, um, and the the heating was like a one pipe system, and it was just rubbish. It, the radiator is barely put out anything. Uh, so, um, yeah. what a difference you, when you when you do get it all kind of upgraded. It's just like oh yes, you know what I mean. Lovely, absolutely. Well, JB, lovely to have you here. Ah, so thank you. thank you very much. So. Before we go any further, a kind customer, kind customer, a kind listener, customer again. (laughs) There. This is the Super Soil. Now, I've got two bags of this, and, I mean, there's not much in there. And now, apparently, I'll have to kind of find out. I don't know if you can kind of see that. This will do 250 square metres. So you mix it with five litres of water and then use like a kind of little sprayer or a watering can. I think I'm going to use what I use for me, BT sprayer, to put it on like very fine. But it's supposed to... One, miracles! Super... But that's... And I didn't expect it to be like that. But that's super soil. Now, I think we've talked about this before. Steve, you haven't seen this, I used it. I haven't used it. The only experience i've got of it which is not my personal experience is is seeing another gardener on youtube i think it's uh digwell greenfingers he's used it and to be honest i haven't followed it that closely because a lot of these gimmicks come up all the time and you wonder sometimes if mm-hmm. this is just another one you know um well what what kind of i find you know what i mean just that will do that much you know what I mean? I, I guess it's like micro, you know, organisms probably in there, and it's probably yeah, it's probably something like. Um, I mean, when you get nematodes, they're dry, aren't they? And you have to reconstitute them with water. So it's probably something along those lines, but super concentrated and in, in there enough to kickstart life into your soil. That's what I would think it is. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. no idea other than that. Would Steve? Would you use that? Would you have a go of it? Would you put it on? Certainly would. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I wouldn't think twice as long as I could go and read it up first. Go, and, you know, go and find where it's come from, find out what it is, and make sure it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would have a go. I mean, I do all kinds of things similar to that, like making a compost tea and putting that on your soil. That's enough to uh, enliven a dead garden, so to speak. That's you, a different story altogether. GB, what about you? Have you heard of Super Soil? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I've seen the same, um, you know, Digwell. I've seen his trials, and it does look quite impressive. But um, a, a lot of these things are a bit mysterious, aren't they? You know, like yes. it's same with compost. <laughs> like they never really say what is actually in it in the bag on the bags. Um, and yeah, like Steve's saying, you know, you kind of want to be able to dig into it a little bit. And I'm on their website now, and I can't see. Uh, yeah, it's just a little mysterious. I'm not going to keep telling you the true um, true. So does Digwell? Does he just mix it in a watering can and put it around? On did did you know? Did you I watch? So. Yeah. Right, right. I think so. I'm not sure. I can't remember if he shows him actually applying it or just the the kind of because he has like mm-hmm. uh, he's growing stuff in containers and he has like three treatments sort of control and right, normal right, stuff and then right. sort of stuff. Does always look quite impressive. But in fact, Digwell Greenfingers video is on their website. Oh right, um, right. It's like on the front on, on the front right, page. Right, so, um, right. Yeah, interesting. I will we'll have to dig in further. Sophie, is it something you've heard of or would try or I have no idea what that is. Right. Well I'm <laughs> so I mean a kind of you know what I mean, like we're not we're newbies to it as well. But yeah. I'm I'm like I say, I'm guessing it's some sort of like little microorganisms that may possibly be in there because it's yeah. that bag is only like say a quarter full. I know it's hard to see there, so there's not much, you know what I mean, kind of physical contents for it. But apparently, get your garden going. Okay. And one of the, one of them will do 250 square meters. That's what will it? I'm sure. That's, that's not bad, um, is it? So, so one of them bags must be for me then. I must. It must be, Stephen. It <laughs> must be. <laughs> <laughs> God loves a try, yeah. There, we don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> you know, and, and we're laughing here. There'll be a little text later on. Too, and don't forget that uh, super soil. <laughs> right. Um, let's have a look. Marvelous Dave. Let's have a look. Marvelous Dave has asking. Hi everyone. Can you compost sunflower leaves? Now, um, mm. see, I've had a, and I mean, I loved the sunflowers, but I kind of had yeah. a nasty little experience where it, you could actually physically see some of the plants weren't very well, you know, after the sunflowers. So me personally, after all them flowers, I've moved, I'm not even composting them. I'm not even, I've actually put them on the other side of my fence ready for the skip because we get like a skip two or three times a year. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not even going to compost them down mm. or anything like that. <laughs> Steve, would, I mean, what, uh, would, what would you do? Um, well, I've always composted them in the past, but since we found out this year, um, I can't remember what the, the poison, they have a toxin, don't they, mm-hmm. that they exude to stop all the plants growing, and they'll even eventually stop themselves growing. I've been looking them up and reading about it and found out that I think it's allopathic, which means that they'll kill all the plants mm-hmm. there gain that nutrients so i'm a little bit concerned that if um if i put them on my compost does it have any remaining residue and that will then rot down into the compost and stop my plants growing next year so i'm a little bit mm. so i think i'm going to put them onto my bad compost heap at the back oh never right them. bloody hell the bad compost heap the back on the one where all the disease stuff goes, all the really pernicious weed roots, all the prickly rose stems, all that sort of rubbish goes on there. And I think, I mean, I have you, I have composted sunflowers for many years and never seemed to have a problem, but now I'm a little bit dubious about doing it. 
You know, Steve, you 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 ad hoc compost what you've made in your polytunnel. You know, your white yes. one. Would you consider putting it, that kind of stuff in there? There, the sunflower leaves in in something like that. Not while I've got those doubts in my mind. Until mm-hmm. I've read up properly about it, I mean, there are probably thousands of millions of people who compost them every year with no problem. But until I've sort of got some almost like a white paper truth or information, then uh-huh. I won't. Uh-huh. I won't do it, you know. Sophie, I, did, I don't know if you've kind of seen one of my videos where it was, you know what I mean, kind of, you could physically see plants not very healthy. Did you ever have sunflowers on your plot? No, I've not grown any sunflowers yet. I right. plan to do them this year, but I left them in my pocket and they went through the wash. Oh, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that, you see, now that's... That's the that's that's, a, that's that's where the title allotment newbie comes in. Mind you, God, Steve, you'll have done how many times is like the seeds all over the seeds in my car under me car that's seats. It. You know what I mean? There's kind of all over everywhere. So I haven't got yeah. a jacket pocket without a packet of seeds in. Uh, I mean, that's it. I've got I've got seeds here right in front of me, and then there's more over here. Um, they're everywhere. I can't get away from them. That's why I sow so many. Yeah. <laughs> I do plan on doing some sunflowers next year, though. I've got pink ones and white ones. Right. So I kind of want to stay away from the yellow and want to try some pink and white ones. So All right, right, right. Well, just from what I've kind of found, if I ever do it again, I might do them in containers or in a dedicated bed away from anything else because I've the had them just like... Right? Mm, they just like seem to kind of they just suck up all the goodness from the ground, you know, and they do get big, <laughs> I know that's the kind of, they do get big, big plants, you know what I mean? Yeah. So some of the kind of, my stems were like that, you know what I mean? So it kind of, that's they it. want loads of feed, and, you know, so. I I think, they're nice, I think but Sophie, you need to keep them away. Yeah. I, I think Sophie was just pre-soaking the seeds ready to plant, weren't you, love? <laughs> <laughs> that's, yep, you're right, that's, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was doing. <laughs> JB, what about you? Did uh, would you compost in your garden? Well, I've been doing a, a quick Google while we were discussing, and I think it's like it's about concentration. So I think if you've got a, a few sunflowers in the pile, it's probably fine. The kind of allelopathic um, kind of a toxins. What? what was that, GB? It's allelopathy, isn't it? Or <laughs> or something like that. But I think that's like the process of where some plants will kind of harm other plants it's not specific to sunflowers but the, oh, the I thought that was Chinese writing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they're fine if you just only have a few but if you had like a pile of sunflower mm. compost yeah that's probably not great for your plants so well I, I, I had, I had quite a few so yes we'll, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll Tony I've just noticed also so. that um, Steve Digwell's in here now so if you wanted oh. to sort of directly ask him a question right he's right. here in the chat now so you know, I've only got, I've only got the um, the queues up for questions. <laughs> so you know what I mean. That's what I can't see. Just that's how I get me questions. Um, so hello, Steve. Anyways, if you're there, nice to have you here, sir. Allotment X. Has anyone thought about growing mushrooms for food and compost over winter? So well, I have just. Who is this? Allotment X. I have just. Watch the video if you go. I haven't got a link for it, but if you just go and search Mike Boyd, he does. We've just been talking about this. He does all sorts of like new skills, learns a new skill, and kind of does it. See how long it takes him to kind of ride a bike, you know, and things like oh, ride a 
a bike up up flights of stairs and everything like that. But he's just done a one on mushrooms, and I downloaded what he recommended an app for identifying mushrooms, and then he recommended a book, and I'm 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 really excited to be honest. I'm quite um, I've been we've been going out today like with my little camera taking photographs and fairies rings we've discovered field mushrooms and there was another one when none of them were poisonous and i know you've got to be so careful but i'm quite excited steve what it's it's what we talked about this it's like knowing what to grow and and i've heard mushrooms are actually difficult to grow would you ever in the winter months something to do you know get something going like that I did it many, many years ago, probably 25 years ago, and it's more important to have the right location than uh, the – that's not the right way to put it. Well, it is. You, you've got to have the right location or they just will not grow. They, they've, they've got to be bang on right, literally two foot to one other side. If you put your your log there, it mm-hmm. won't grow. Mm-hmm. It, they're really, really picky and choosy, and you – and I think that's why a lot of people fail, and then they give up on doing it. But I did it a few years ago, uh, and I grew a load of chanterelles, and they were fantastic. Right, right. Well, the video I did, you know where I went to see that track all restaurant, the Garden in Newcastle? Yes. Now, I'm, Hannah, who actually, not next week, the week after, we're going to try and get Hannah on here as well. She says that, well, I met him. He, there's a, they employ someone to grow mushrooms for that restaurant as well. And yeah. hopefully I can get up and have a look and, you know, I like pick his brains and, you know, see see how all that goes as well. But I know Hannah is right into the foraging as well. So They probably grow them in one of those containers under sort of controlled conditions. Oh, I, don't I guess, they? yeah, I guess they're yeah. totally controlled, you know what I mean, yeah. like That's environments. Fantastic. I would love to see that. Oh, I know, I know. I'm really, I'd really. Uh, i love to go in there with a frying pan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're actually, I don't know how you... How you how you see it, Steve? But they're they're on the way to going for, or they're aiming to get a Michelin star. So I think yeah. they haven't got a Michelin. I, I might be totally wrong here, but I'm sure they're like the aiming and aiming. But a friend went a couple of days ago, and he took a photograph of like that that the, the, he had like a steak and a marrow bone, like God's butter, yeah. <laughs> whatever it's called. Yeah. I don't know. <gasps> Man, Stephen, <laughs> make make you weep. Do you know what I mean? For them, them glory days of back in a, in a restaurant, they turned out food like that. Well, I, I worked in a really, really good restaurant, and we struggled on for about six years to get a Michelin star, and we came close twice, and we were just wow. told that. Um, but we didn't get one. It's so difficult. It could be as simplest thing as a slightly dirty napkin can ruin it. Uh-huh. it you've got to get... Every detail, bang on. Otherwise, forget it. You know, if you if you get awarded a, a Michelin, where are we going with this? If you get awarded a Michelin <laughs> star, is that it? You, you can you can advertise you're a Michelin star restaurant ten years yeah, later, or, or does it after no, no, one no, year? You've got, you got to get it the year after as well, right? So, if you're a restaurant that had a Michelin star, uh-huh. you've gone downhill as far as your clientele. Concerned if you haven't got it the following year, if you haven't got it the second year, they right. used to have a Michelin star, they used to have a good chef, aye, they used aye. to do good food. Yeah, and it oh, ruins God, you. I, I never even thought of that. Yeah, aye. yeah, it's it's a dodgy, slippery slope, it really is. And the amount of work that goes into it is just phenomenal. 
So Phenomenal. next week on Chefs Go Live, what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, what are my questions there, Stephen? I'll ask you first if you don't mind. Well, okay. actually, Audrey will be good. I think Audrey's in the chat. Keeping tomato <laughs> seeds, can we keep? You know when you, you've got green tomatoes? Because I've got quite a few green tomatoes. It's still okay to keep green tomato seeds or like mm. good ripe tomatoes. Because I'm just thinking, I've never come across it where I haven't collected that many seeds. You know, like last year I collected yeah. some, maybe the year before. But I was just thinking, there's like quite a few like green tomatoes here. Do they need to go through like some sort of process stratification, JB? I think uh, certainly. From chili pepper chat, it's definitely always advised to wait until you've got fully ripe peppers. Right. Um, it kind of makes sense if you think about the, the whole reason that the plant is creating fruit and sugars is so that an animal comes along and eats it mm-hmm. and deposits the seeds, right? So um, I think that's kind of the, the ripened stage of the, the fruit is also a signal that the seeds are probably ready and the seeds are ripe as well. Um, so I think if you can, it's probably best to get seeds from ripe fruit but i could be wrong i'm sure the chat will let me know if they've oh there's you know, the double jb they'll they'll tell you straight away jb jb do you keep your own seeds with your chilies do you or is it best for i do i'm some years i'm good at it and some years i'm bad because um chili peppers cross pollinate really easily so you have to try and collect isolated seeds by like putting these like mesh bags on the flowers oh, right. and it's quite a lot of work uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's yeah. quite time consuming and um you've got to time it right like if you get the timing wrong um it's very easy to miss and this year i just went you know what i can't be, can't be bothered i'll just spend 15 quid on new seeds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> peppers are probably one of the ones it is worth doing because the seeds are quite dear well um, i think as well mind you when you you know you talk about say like the tomatoes you know like like the heirloom ones <clears throat> excuse me it is probably best to go through that process I just, I was just thinking, you know, I wonder if you can just like a rock hard green. So if you've only got green tomatoes, you've missed, you know, or you've used all your tomatoes up, you know, and you've only got green ones left and you want to keep them. I, I don't know, you know. Sophie, have you I ever? I hope so. Have you <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to literally open that in a second because I, all my, I've done loads of tomato seeds that are green. In what there. was that? I missed. Them. I was trying to press a button there. What, what did you show there? I, Oh, that's my um, just the seed case. All oh, right, yes, yes. Ooh, wow. But um, did, did you use all, my I link? I all the green tomatoes. <laughs> There's loads of t- green tomato seeds in there. <laughs> well, oh, no. like I say, it's 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 something I'm not aware of. I mean, I'm keeping seeds, but I've still got loads of right. green seeds. You know what I mean? So, or like green tomatoes, should I say? So, I guess it's just worth. What? I guess just try it. That's what I'm going to have to do. I can either mm-hmm. chuck the ones I've got in there, but I might try yeah. a few and see if they happen. Mm-hmm. Audrey I've only ever saved green. them from ripe ripe tomatoes. That's yeah. all I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And it's the yeah. same with, you know, if you're saving pea seeds, you wait for them to dry out and bean seeds, the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a form of ripening process. But I've never actually tried to save them from a green tomato, and I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. But like I, I say about everything, if you try and it doesn't work, then you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, if someone, if someone has done it in the chat, if uh, someone could keep an eye on the chat as well, that'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering why would it, why wouldn't it? I know, it I know. Work, that's right? but like because what they haven't be- possibly because they haven't ripened and got to their full maturity, their full best. Mm-hmm. It's the same as uh, like 
a flower, but it's unopened, if you, if you like, that way. Right. Oh, that's okay. the oh, okay. I think we know what's Good, going now. <laughs> <laughs> He's just there straight away. You know what I mean? Right. JB. JB, JB, let me just. Pam Clark's asking, where have you been? Where the heck have you been, JB? Can <laughs> you ex- just give my last video. Do Can you, you explain to Pam where week? you've been? Well, this Sunday. So, yeah, this Sunday, literally, um, I was. I spent, well, the entire weekend basically fixing stuff around the house, just stupid little stuff. And in the end, it didn't even, it was a bit like polishing a turd, to be honest. It was like <laughs> spending loads of time on these really tiny little stupid things I just knew would have annoyed me, like squeaking floorboards and stuff like that. But after we had all the heating work done, you know, all the floorboards were ripping out, like plumbers not very delicate when it comes to floorboards and like the joists that were under there underneath were like, I sent you a picture actually. Yes, I know, like, I know. Like, like a jigsaw under there. It's just absolutely butchered. So um, lots of fixing that kind of stuff and building a little um, unit for the, uh, like an airing cupboard and some shelves and stuff like that. But you've been to the, um, you've been the allotment because you sent this lovely picture of three tomatoes. You know what I mean? Does it not, JB, when did, when will it end? Does, you know what I mean? When will his failures end? <laughs> yeah, that is bad, isn't it? Man, that is what? bad. I don't know. I've got like some super slugs or something in that greenhouse. I swear, I was it's... hunting around for them. I couldn't find them. So but they've what... just done the right number on my. What is is that? Is that slug damage? Is it GB? I think so. I mean, uh-huh. a few of them had like quite a bit of like slug trails around the kind of stems of those tomatoes. And that. Um... <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <don't... laughs> <laughs> some horror music. What? <laughs> so. I mean, that seems of getting inside and just like took everything yeah. out, man. That's, that's literally today. So I went down just before the stream, um, and yeah, I saw that nice looking melon. <laughs> it looked really good on the other side. Oh, I picked no. it up. It's literally empty. Like it seems right. because you even and I haven't got it, Jimmy, because there was there was actually there was that many. I was thinking I haven't got space on yeah, the little thing. It was even a carrot <laughs> that looked fantastic, and it's. So it, yeah. I mean, do you, do you try and prevent slugs, or is it just? Do you think this year has been a bit worse than? I think well, it's a bit weird because it was so dry for so long. Mm-hmm. All the slugs were like hiding; they were nowhere to be seen. Um, and then as soon as it started raining, it was like no, they it came party out. time. It was like, <laughs> it was like they hadn't eaten for months. You know, I mean, so that's just uh, that that just looks. Do you mean like because they're nice tomatoes as well? What what kind of tomatoes are they, Jimmy? I think they were the Montserrat, so it's like a big beef steaky heirloom. Right, heirloom they one. look like they'd be and, nice, really nice tomatoes as well. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, they look like yeah, they should have they been picked. Jibby, or was that just? <laughs> you, you see Sorry, how there's? Are these orange ones just not ripe, or is that do they do different? Yeah, I think they're just not right, quite right. I think they're nearly um, there. But is I think one of the things that's always frustrating about pests is like when they have a nibble. Of everything, you know, they make yes. everything inedible. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like they can't just have one. That's right. the Come thing. on, hurry up! There's, there's melon. Go. There's melon as well over in the back. We'll get the melon. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> that um, that melon's quite. You know what I mean? It's. I'll, I'll be very happy. precise. That oh, is oh. that hole is so precise. Like a bullet hole. Oh, yeah. I wondered yeah. if that's mice damage. Actually, it could be. Now you said that. Yeah, with the. Mm. Yeah, it could be. Let's have a look. Just put it. Let's. 
I don't know. The, the greenhouses, unless they burrowed under the the base of the greenhouse, mice are getting anywhere though. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mice. Thought that reminds me of. Do you know? Do you know in the movies where you get to the diamond cabinet and they do the little thing and they do the circle to get to the goods? That's what they've done. <laughs> they're, they're like, I'm going to get in there. I just love it. It's like, it's GB though. That's what, you know what I mean? It just like seems to be never ending. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I got the magic touch. The cursed touch. I mean, a mouse only needs a pencil width to get through. That's all it needs. It's yeah. surprising. So right, much smaller right. than a mouse. Uh, yeah, the melons were quite low to the ground as well, so it could have been a mouse. Let's just, um, Tara Blinkhorn. Any idea why my sprouts are not growing? They are formed around the stalk, but they are only the size of peas. Well, I'm going to say nutrition, probably. You know, Steve would probably say that. I would that. say, yeah. Yeah, because Steve would get that straight up. You know what I mean? Your, your soil needs some feed on it. or is that, is that what you think, Steve? I would say so, yeah. And some chicken manure pellets and just lightly fork them into the surface. They've still got time to grow yet. I mean, they are slow growing sprouts, depending on what variety they are, but they can be um, harvestable anytime from sort of next month all the way into next February. So, I mean, the ideal, of course, is everyone wants one for Christmas, but mm-hmm. just check your variety and check when the uh, harvest date is for them. Uh, and then you'll know if it's a harvest date of February, then they're just not growing and they're just taking the time. But you could, I suppose, even, you know, like what I'm doing now with them late is just keep them for the greens. You know what I mean? So the the, yeah. the Brussels sprout greens are absolutely gorgeous. There's there's a sweetness there that just so recognised, you know, like so like distinct. It's it's gorgeous, you know what I mean? So One of, one of those things also that I've found over the years is if – if you if you've got something that you think is slow growing and I've already discovered this by accident, but if you take a photo of it and then do one in two or three weeks, you can actually see the difference in growth as opposed to day to day. And I only discovered that as I say by mistake uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago when I saw the difference on the photos over a period of three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Now I've got a question from Sophie, and I've got lots of questions from Sophie here. You know what I mean? I've got enough to kind of go right until next year. That's so many. <laughs> just, Steve, while while you're there, I'll just um, – Sophie's asking the hungry gap, and I think this is a great one. You know, like, yeah. what do you – because you've got to think ahead, haven't you? You know what I mean? It's like that yes. kind of trying to get your, your mind into, like, six months or four months down the line. So Sophie's asking, what's the best time to plant in order to fill the hungry gap and what veg can be ready, you know, for that hungry gap time? Well, it's it's the same thing as I do. I I don't stop sowing and I don't stop planting. As soon as I've got some soil free, I'll be looking for a plant to put in it. And I will try anything at any time of the year because I could plant a cauliflower now and on the same day next year, but they'll both grow differently because of the weather we have through the winter. And by that, you mean we could have lots of mild weather, a lot of warm weather like the Indian summers, or it could be just downright downright miserable and things won't grow at all. So keep sowing, keep growing, keep trying, and your expertise and your experience will improve from that. But definitely worth a go. And one of my favourites has got to be chard for over the winter. Chard and kale. And you can sow and grow those both now, definitely. And cauliflowers now will also lead you into the hungry gap next year. 
um, sort of you'd be looking at February, March, uh, so, getting the harvest off when. So, Steve, can you? Because I've got cauliflowers in there now, but they're about see, possibly say four inches. Could you sow sow now a cauliflower? When would you expect it? If you if you've got that, you know, like germinated, you get it germinated and you get it kind of as a little plant. If you sowed it now, when would you expect to get a little cauliflower? Well, this is the thing, and I think I said it on my last video, you can expect it at any time. You could sow cauliflowers tomorrow. They might, You might get a curd for Christmas, or you might have to wait till next March. There's no telling us when the conditions are right for them plants. And, of course, I'm growing indoors as well. So if you've got an indoor environment, that improves your chances as well. So. Well, I got a little – Sophie, I got a little picture. Now, where did I put it? There, This is Sophie's garden. and So there we go. So, Sophie, what, um... It's really messy. It's really messy. But... <laughs> so, you've only just started. So I guess, Sophie, you're going down there like the raised bed method, are you? Yeah, I think so. I've tried – well, the last uh, plot owner sort of dug little spaces out – and then instead of doing raised beds, just had those weed membrane fabric sheets just stuck out. Right. Um, and they've sort of matted themselves into the floor. So I'm having to rip oh. those out and sort of do the raised beds oh, over them. So it's taken a lot longer than I first thought. But, yeah, going raised beds, I think, is my way of doing it. So, Sophie, just out of curiosity, I'm just because I'm interested, Are you? is it just you managing this allotment? and Or is, it, yeah, is there anybody else just, helping you? or? Just me. And it's, it's, I don't want to make excuses for myself because that's one thing I say I wouldn't do. But in fairness, I'm at the very back of the plot. Right. And I'm at the very top of the plot and I'm on a slope. So anything I have to carry uh-huh. up there, I've got it like on my shoulder or I've got, or I've just brought a wheelbarrow. So I'm going to test and see if hey. that makes it any better. But yeah, I'm sort of, I'm slogging along on my own. So it's kind of, it's a little bit hard. <laughs> so the big question with Sof is, do, do you enjoy it? I know kind of, we do get days where it's kind of, you know, you walk away thinking, mm. bloody hell, that was hard work. I don't know. How, you, yeah, it- no, I love it. I love it. Honestly, I get, I get really bad anxiety about going up there because I'm just like, oh, what am I going to encounter today? Or what's go- what's going to be on the plot? But then as soon as you get there, it's just bliss, isn't it? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't have a single thought go through my head the whole time I'm there. And hours pass. I wouldn't worry lovely. about you're worrying about what can happen because it when you get to that stage, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're not you're not gonna get that bad a kind of condition. Do you know what I mean? It's just so don't even yeah. think I mean, I don't know who can get to that stage. Do you know what I mean? And just you know what I mean, just still so <laughs> Poor JB. Uh, I know. Them three, they were gonna make the sweetest tomato sauce, JB, for the, the nicest bolognese there. Uh, uh, right. Oh JB, we've got um CPU Things is asking, um, two chili bushes indoors. One bush is fruit, but has turned but but turned red yet, but has, I guess, hasn't turned red yet. The other just started the fruit. Should I cut my losses and harvest the chilies, or is the time like? And actually, well, we were talking depends. about this as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I've literally, in fact, today on my Instagram, I did a little reel, um, at like a mini greenhouse tour, like it's just a minute long. Um, and it, it really depends on your growing conditions. Did they say it was on the windowsill? Um, I missed that. Let's have a look. I'll, I'll um, I think it was said indoors, wasn't it? 
Yeah, if you're indoors, certainly fine. Oh yeah, indoors. Yeah, leave them. Yeah. Um, they'll be they'll be okay. There's still loads of time. Um, the, the season for chilies is is quite late. They're a really slow growing, slow fruiting plant. But do they, um, do they not know, need Jibby? Do they not need light as well? Or? They do. They do, and they do need light to ripen. But if if you've got time, it's fine. Especially if they're indoors. The main enemy is going to be cold. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're out, outdoor growing or growing in a greenhouse and you get a cold snap, that is gonna that is gonna severely hammer your plants. Um, but if you're indoors, it, you could, in theory, kind of leave it all year round. It will go into a period of kind of dormancy because of the light. But um, yeah. any fruit you've got on there should ripen. It just might take a while. Well, um, I was going to say, Jimmy, just while, because Sophie, one of her, of this um, mega list, you know, this war and peace list that I got <laughs> off of Sophie, was saying about <laughs> overwintering peppers. Is it worth it, overwintering peppers? Or... And are some varieties better than others? Now that not of a shake of a what? What, what do you mean? Yeah, it swings around about. Uh, yeah, it's sort of like it's kind of it's personal preference, right? So I don't. I uh, overwintering is kind of tricky um, in terms of success rate. So you've got to kind of anticipate some of them might survive, some of them won't. But the thing is about peppers in their second and third year after kind of being overwintered is they just grow a bit differently. They fruit at different times. They're a bit more unpredictable. Um, I find they're a bit more fickle, um, which you you kind of wouldn't expect. You'd expect them to be like more robust, you know, like they've got a nice established root system. Um, I just find that they grow a bit weird for me. Um, Sometimes they get like, I had one that started fruiting in April. Um, and then kind of like it then kind of after like June, July, it just kind of sat there doing nothing. Um, and you know, whereas if you start every year with seed, it's much more predictable. You kind of, you, you know what to expect. Um, and a lot of people do say that you get much more produce out of a first year chili pepper out of um, growing it from seed. Um, I'm not quite sure the kind of the science behind that you know i think <laughs> i like to imagine that um i'm anthropomorphizing but um i like to imagine that when Ooh. they've gone through they can kind of take it easy they're like yeah, yeah. you know we, like, uh, I just yeah. Kind of no, there's you... no rush there's no you know whereas with the other ones the clock is ticking it's like when mm. winter comes that's really when the signals start firing for them to ripen up those chilies now, um, well jb because... you know how steve takes these like side shoots from tomatoes and you can can you can you take some sort of a cutting from a pepper and like, like root it and grow I it? think you can but it's really difficult like I think there's like a one in one hundred chance that a cutting right. is going to survive. I'm not 100 percent on that. I could be wrong, but I I think I have seen some people do it. But it's really, it's kind of not worth doing. You don't see it done commonly at all. Does um does chili chump overwinter as some of these chilies? Or is it is all no. oh, right? As a rule, I mean, well, there you go. Few, that's the kind um, of some bonchi. So it's really cool. If you do overwinter them, you can kind of cut them back and they get these like big thick stems and you can keep them in small parts and you can grow them kind of like a bonsai plant. Um, oh, nice. Bonsai chili. Um, and that's that's really cool. But you don't do that for productivity. You might get one or two um, peps off there and it can be like a cool aesthetic thing. He does that, but generally he does all his from seed every year. Right, um, right. That's kind of... You know what I mean? If he's, if he's doing it, then you, that, yeah. there you go. So yeah. it's kind of... Yeah. It's easier just like say get a pack of seeds, but even that, mind you, because it's such a long season. I find for chilies, you know what I mean. You've got to, yeah, like, yeah. you've got to start your electric bill way earlier than what you know what I mean. Like in the when, <laughs> GB, when would you actually 
Put a put a chili in the, in the soil. I do I do mine in January, so <laughs> kind of first of January. That's when I start my right. the longest growing peppers are the Chinens, the super hots. Um, so like your uh, Carolina Reaper, your but Butulokia, your ghost peppers, that kind of thing. Maybe habaneros as well. Um, they grow even slower than the Anems and the the other varieties. Um, so I start them Gosh. super early. Um, and then the other ones I tend to start kind of early February. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to. The the one of the one of the great things about chilies is if you're growing in containers, you can really kind of control what they're doing from pot size, right? So <laughs> that's what I've done this year. A lot of my <laughs> pots are much smaller. Because <laughs> um, he doesn't like chilies, that's why. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's just even, even the names are out to get you. Carolina <laughs> Reaper. Even, even the name wants to get you, let alone the chili itself. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's some horrible ones. Yeah, Sophie, sure. Sophie do, you, do, you eat, um, do you eat chilies, Sophie? Oh, yeah, I love chilies. Do yeah. you? I, I've, I've tried to grow some this year, but they've all obviously failed uh, <laughs> miserably. So it's just, it's just, it's just oh, the yeah. old there. Wanderer there that doesn't hasn't got the the palate. I'm growing him this year and I'm trying it. And you know I've got hot sauce that I'm eating, so give me a break. That hot sauce should have been empty by now. Is it still? I've mean, still three quarters of a bottle full. Eh? Little on the rest. There'll be a little kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a go. I'm having a go. You have to build up a tolerance as well, don't you? I think. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. yeah. So give you Definitely. a break. <laughs> Well, Stephen, I've had this title for ages, but we use it all the time. What you're growing, what you've been up to in your garden, what you've been doing in your garden this week? Oh, I'm clearing ground. I mean, as you know, I've managed to get hold of a, a new polytunnel this last week, um, which actually sprang from a joke, didn't it, really? But, um, yes, yeah. The joke yeah. paid off, yes. Well done, the sir. The joke well done. really well paid off. Oh, I've been... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm clearing ground just so that I make the build for that easier because I'd really like that up in a couple of weeks because then I can plant it for winter. So we'll see how we get on. I'm, I'm nearly tomorrow the ground will be cleared, but then tomorrow also I've got a load of cabinets come up which I'm going to be doing this room out with. So this thing of lino can finally get put down on the ground. So we'll it's, see. I've got oh, decorating yeah. to do as well. Is the polytunnel, Steve, will it be, like, trenched or will it be, like, the battens round the, the bottom edges? I've gone for a base rail on this one. I spoke to First Tunnels about this and because uh, I said because um, it would have been cheaper for them to send me the trenching version. It was about mm-hmm. 170 quid cheaper for them. He said, are you mm-hmm. sure you want to do that? Because most people go for the base rail. I said, well, I've never used a base rail on all the tunnels I've ever had. So, anyway... We've gone for base rail, and we'll, we'll see how we get on with that. It's still got foundation tubes and anchor plates and things, uh, so uh-huh. mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. But the great thing about that is because it's a base rail, I can tighten the plastic now, and then next spring or next summer when the plastic all warms up properly, I can re-tighten it without messing around with it too see, much. Now, I was, Steve, I was always told <laughs> off direct plants where I got mine was th- them instructions were not actually – because even mine, you can kind of you can tighten. You know, there's a bit where you can lift it up. But they said, yes. don't put it on if it's below twelve degrees. I think. So, yeah. are you still going to do it? Put it on, and then yes. just oh yeah, oh yes, yes. Yeah. 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 
can't teach me anything. And you'll, and, you'll, <laughs> and you'll not be worried about a little bit like a, a slack uh, poly. What? <laughs> <laughs> you'll not be worried about like the slack polish poly, polythene come spring. No, not at all. No, no, I'll just retype it in the spring. Uh, it should be fine. So, I, I, it's hard to kind of imagine because I haven't seen the thing. So, it, is it just never ending being able to tighten it, or does it get to a certain point where you can't tighten it no more because there's no? Oh more yeah, it will do. Yeah. It'll get to a point, but you'll know that as soon as you can bounce a penny off it, you know, and you can hear the drum noise. Mm-hmm. That's that's the ideal tension. Then it's not going to flap around in the breeze. Um, once it starts flapping around, it starts knocking against something, which eventually degrades the plastic so ideally you want it drum tight if you can get it well you have been and you will be busy this winter oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sophie, what, what have, Sophie what have you been up to in your garden this week then um, so this week literally all my time is dedicated to getting that long bed across the very bottom of my plot done and then I got bored of that so I started yeah so <laughs> <laughs> it's tedious it's so tedious but um yeah, so that bed where the marigolds are, I've ripped all of those out. They are now in a border along the bottom of my plot, and that has onions in it. Right. So I did, oh, I did well, get yes. round to doing some onions, yeah. Right. So How, just, just uh, the typical senshu ones and troy, I think. Well, they'll come <laughs> early, so do you know what I mean? Like, they're like a nice early yeah. one. So how how big is your allotment? Like, say, have you measured it, square metres? or? I don't know. I think it's when I looked at when they offered me it and I got the email, it was something like five rods. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I don't know what that it's is. Then half plot. Then half yeah, plot. Half yes. Five rods. I've never heard of that. Five one. rods. Yeah, right. that's what they called it. Ten so rods is like, a standard right. allotment plot. Right, right. Yeah. So and I've got, yeah, five Can rods. I be cheeky? <laughs> Sophie, can I be yeah. cheeky enough to ask how, how much did you pay? Because we always like to find out how much how much yeah. you pay a Oh, I do as well. Um, ready? 30 quid. Oh, 30 quid man. Is. Wow. Yes. Nice. But it's only because... Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because no one wants to bloody go up the hill with um, timber on their back. That's why. The lady that had it before me is still on the plot, um, and she's lovely. But yeah, she gave up because she was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not going up the hill anymore. I want that nice flat bit of land so, down there." And she got it. <laughs> where, where's oh, wow. so? Where's the hill? Like, is how? So how, it's lich. So where I'm standing, if I turned around, right. I just you'd just be looking down a hill, basically. Right, right. Oh yeah, god, so everything's got to come up, right? Yeah, it's got to be like terraced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, I'm learning well, a lot well. about that. Yeah. <laughs> JB, what about wow. you, sir? Um, I know you've been busy in the house, and you, you know what I mean. But uh-huh. Have you been going up the yeah. allotment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been um, a bit kind of that time of year where everything's kind of chilled out a bit. I'm just waiting for the squash to ripen. There's some really nice looking ones. Um, and like, it's kind, this is kind of like bad to admit, but this is like one of the best bits of the year for me because like, I really enjoy just getting in and ripping stuff out. Oh, hey, don't, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I know exactly. Because it is for me as well, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so I've been clearing out a few beds, um, planting up some green manure, the field beans that we spoke about last week. Um, and as well, I got really bored of looking at um, my dismantled greenhouse. I've got a second greenhouse ready to go up. Um, and it's just in like a really annoying place. And the other day, I just got bored and just 
moved it all and then sort of started just like looking at the area going i need to build a base for this but i'm not sure how as so, i like digging it because <laughs> like, it's full of stones and, you know when you just like you got a bit of time you're a bit bored and you just start like doing a lot of useless <laughs> stuff it might be useful or it might not we'll find out but um yeah that kind of stuff really. Mind you, you'll see uh, it hopefully next week i'll do an update video what you what you mentioned um, or like this time of year because i always like, you always look towards like this kind of your, your harvest but when the actual harvest is on it's just never ending and you can't seem to like play where you're like or messing your garden so this time of year is lovely you know i mean everything's just slowing down a little bit and you you can catch your breath and see is that how you feel no not really. <laughs> <laughs> busy than I. I was just wondering actually as jb sort of lifted the squash up just had a little look underneath i know just i see any slugs yeah you have, have you? Yeah. How many? They're on, um, they're on slabs and stuff. How many? Yeah, um, right. How many have you got, JB? There's only right. I might have oversold it a bit. There's only five, but they're big, big butternut squash from one plant, which is really impressive for me. So, like um, yeah. physically, JB, how how big is your butternut um, squash? Chunky. Oh, hey, <laughs> well, good. That's not around. Good. That's long. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll expect to see one. We'll expect to see one. It was in one of my videos recently. There you go. I, I wanted to um, I wanted to show it in, in on live video, you know what I mean? Like to have it <laughs> yeah. there, so that would be nice. Um let me have a look there. Ooh, uh, Brussels sprouts is coming again. Let's have a lightly mm. garden home. This is my first year growing Brussels sprouts. The plants are huge, but the sprouts are tight. Have I said that one? Or is that the, exactly the same? No, that's just so Obviously, again, it's it's got to be Steve, hasn't it? Everyone um... probably there's a chance it could be nutrition, but it's also a chance that it's time. And certainly, that thing I remember just before about the photograph, photograph your plants and then do it again in two or three weeks and look at them side by side, and you'll see. You should, hopefully, you should see the growth on the on the sprouts. Unless so you're GB and the plants don't move. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like GB's like Brassicas were like the same six <laughs> months <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Let's have a look then. I'll just put um oh Stephen. Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. Now's the time or oh, everybody now's the time for like collecting leaves you know like leaves are coming down yes. the, the trees are there has anybody will any i don't know if it's the same in your council borough or anything like that so off jb mm -hmm. but our council sweeps up leaves and leaves them in gray plastic bags for another team to come and collect them on the roadside so oh. sometimes you can get mm -hmm. like maybe possibly 30 bags like gray bin bags right. full now i've never pulled up and, you know, put them in. Because I sometimes think there might be odd little stone pebbles in there and I'm not... But does that ever happen? Does that happen round your way? Would you consider it? JB, would you steal council leaves? That's I what would. I'm asking. <laughs> maybe not from the roadside. Uh -huh. I don't know about that. Like, there's something about collecting stuff from the road that is not very appealing, especially if you've got, like, HGVs and stuff going past, and diesel fumes. Yeah. I wouldn't really want to be concentrating that on my plot. But down, like, a, in a park or, like, a cycle track or something like that, yeah, <laughs> I'd be in there. <laughs> are you, yeah, I mean, Jimmy, are you one of them that goes around looking for leaves, Autumn? Do, do, do you keep leaf mould? I've never done it. I've never done it. This oh. is, like, a 
great shame. <laughs> like, <laughs> hold my hand. Just, admit, just another, another shame, yeah, another, dad. Yeah. I never really, um, never really thought about it properly, leaf mold. But um, I think there's a bit of a renewed focus. Loads of people are doing it at the moment because everyone's worried yes. about um, cost yeah. of compost going up. And so I've got, um, I walk on a cycle route to my allotment most days, and um, yeah, I'm looking, I'm eyeing up all the trees. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready, I'm ready for you. <laughs> but I, I mean, I've heard it, it. I mean, I did it about two years ago. The brother-in-law had about four oak trees in his garden, and oh, we nice. just got so many leaves. You know what I mean? But every time yeah. I was like, you know, I was clean, more people in the comments were saying, "Well, there's not much goodness out of leaf mold." So, Steve, yeah. I know it's good for like I say, like a mulch. Is it? Is it good to put some sort of energy into your soil? Well, leaf mould, if you treat it right and get it right, is probably the best thing for sowing seeds in ever. Right, right. Oh. I mean, it, it did turn out to be absolutely lovely looking weather. I don't yeah. know if it, you know what I mean, but it, it, it took a, a while, you know what I mean, to kind of break. It took a, quite a while to break down to that consistency. Yeah. Is it something, Steve, that you think about? Do you go out physically? I do it every year. I've got there's a there's a stretch of road at the back of our uh, town, at the back of Cockermouth that I know. It's very seldom walked, so nobody really knows, and the paths are well set back off the road, so you can't see them, and out of the range of any traffic, and they get absolutely full of leaves, six inches deep, and right. I get tons right. from there. I don't. I think I'm the only. Well, mind you, I probably just announced it to the world. Yeah, yeah. I? I'm coming up. I'm <laughs> driving up there. There's loads there. I get loads every year. It's, it's fantastic stuff. And the first thing I do when I get it back is I try and build the sort of a template with um, kind of big boards or sleepers and bricks on either side to try and hold it in place. And I fill that trough in between the sleepers with the leaves and then I just mow up and down it. Mm-hmm break it all up in the mow bag and then I empty that into my leaf mold bin and brilliant. And how long would you yes. leave it how long would Steve would you leave it in your leaf mold bin before you actually add it to the your garden? Well it'd be rotted down enough by next spring, but it's better if it's left even longer. Mm-hmm. It becomes much, much better. So leaf mold, there we go. Mm-hmm. I've just noticed there we are nearly approaching the top of the hour as well. So it's tips of the JB, tips of the week. You're not muttering there saying I haven't got a bloody tip of the week. No, it's just I was, the time flies, doesn't it? JB, tip of the week, sir. <laughs> well, I had one, but you kind of you, you kind of did me with it. But I was going to say about the squashes, you know, like, um, you know, it's getting pretty wet now and um, it's a good idea to go around and make sure your squashes aren't rotting underneath, put them on slabs or something like that. Um, you, you can have that one for free. Another one. <laughs> Another one straight off the another one straight off the internet. <laughs> no, so I was thinking, um, and this is a bit of a question to uh, all of you, I guess. But when is the best time to be putting down horse manure or cow manure or farm manure? Oh, is it this time of year? Because now is when I would be thinking about putting it on the bed, leave it over winter. <laughs> well, if, the if, answer, if, if it was if, if not, it was me though, JB, I would have hopefully had it. Yeah. In your garden for at least six to eight months already, you know, so it's rotted, yeah. you know, so it's not like fresh, steaming, hot, you know, green. If it is broken down, so you can pick it up your hands and it's lovely. Do you know what I mean? You can get your hands and get it on now. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I would yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, for for now, for next year, get it on. I don't know, because both me and Steve have got different 
Steve's a, like a cow pat man, you know what I mean? Where it's it's horses mm. over this area, you know what I mean? So I'm not sure yeah. how that kind of correlates, but where predominantly horse riding schools run where we, you know what I mean? It's where it's it's green fields and farm farmland for Steve. Steve, what about you then? Um, I mean, it's, it's one of those sixes and two threes. I mean, cow manure you can use really, really quickly, literally two to three weeks after it's been deposited, <laughs> should we say. Um, you can use that really, really quickly. But I, I wouldn't think twice about putting manure on the beds this time of year, ready for mm. spring next year, because the worms and all the everything that's in the soil will deal with it. And then come spring, you can just dig it in. If it was no dig, I would compost it first and then put it on as a as a compost layer. Do it that way. Yeah. JB, how do you how would you get manure? Is it is it oh. horse manure? Is it cow manure? Yeah, we've got. It's pretty urban around here, but we've got a few little horsey places, and I got quite a big delivery. I think kind of April May time. I can't remember exactly, but it's been rotting down quite a long time kind of reduced in size a lot it's looking quite it is full of worms oh, um man. and i'm thinking yeah. about putting it on my bed now <laughs> it brings me to the tip which is especially for horses um it's always good to do a bean test for any manure that you're going to be putting on because of something called yep. amino pyrolid yes <laughs> are you um, pinching your tips of the week off the internet <laughs> <laughs> no, when it's red, like LLFB or amino pyrolid, you just want to you want to make sure you get it right. Allopathic and amino pyrolid, they're the ones. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll um, so it's a it's a herbicide <laughs> that exists um, uh, in the environment for a really long time after it's applied, um, and it's used in lots of places in um, kind of agriculture and on horse fields as well. Sometimes for things like um, thistles, I think. But basically, it can end up in the manure, and it can it can ruin your crops. It's really, yes. really nasty stuff. So it's just always a wow. good idea. To, <laughs> yeah. It's like mine, if you don't care. <laughs> no, it is horrible, though. Like, it really stunts the growth of all yeah. the leaves. Um, so, well, yours must be broken down. So will you be putting your... Well, no, what I'm going to do is the bean test. So the right. whole idea is you use beans just because they're super quick growing, and they're very susceptible to it. Um, and you can kind of still do it this time of year. So I've bunged a load of the field bean green manure into the horse mm. manure, um, and that will kind of – you leave it a little while and you monitor for any signs of um, amino pyrolid contamination before you go ahead and spread it all over your beds because once it's on there, it's, it's horrible. It takes something like two or three years to, oh, right, to break right. down, um, and it can it's really, really horrible. So one for everyone to watch out for. Make sure you do a bean test or something like that <clears> you've got. Big room. big thank you to the internet for that tip. That's great. I saw it. Um, I think it was Steph Hafferty um, did a bit of an awareness raising right. campaign. And she's great. If you don't know, yeah. she worked with Charles Dowding for a really long time. Big no dig. Um, yeah. No, she's got yeah, an amazing garden on Instagram and stuff as well. Well, thank you, GB. That's a great tip. Thank you very much, sir. Stephen, tip of yes. the week, sir. Tip of the week. This is the season where... I don't know if you saw that video I made just the other day. It's like everyone's gone home. All the gardeners have packed up for the summer. Exactly. And gone right. home. But get yourselves down the plot. Keep orienting to your veg garden and work on your compost heaps over this, this winter. And by working on it, I mean not just turning it over in that respect, but in filling them up and adding more stuff to it. 
and there's plenty of sources of stuff where you can go out and get them for free. Make sure you've got the landowner's permission, but you go and collect things like seaweed. You can go and mow, mow veggies or neighbours' gardens, ask them if they want the garden tidying up. Grass clippings are probably one of the best things to heat up uh, upper compost heap. You can go to things like industrial areas and get large cardboard boxes which you can add to your compost heap or to shop your local shops or supermarkets. So be on the lookout for all those things to add to your compost heap which will give you more compost for next year. And it will also, at the same time, speed up the composting process because you'll be turning it and adding these ingredients as well. So, and it's good exercise. Exactly. Steve, I've, I've, we've probably talked about this, but my memory's <clears throat> going with age as well. Would you oh. wash Would you wash seaweed down or would you leave it kind of salty sand and all that? I would uh, spread it out on a bed or on a path or something and let the rain sort it out for a right. day or three and, right. then, and then put it on. Uh-huh. I don't fuss too much about it. I have heard like, that you need to wash it, pick it up and fluff it up and rinse it. And that. Right. No, I think you just put it down. But again, when it's ready, just put it, I put it into a trough of a can, you know, a long trough, and mow it up and put it in the compost heap. Oh, so you, you mow it, it up, so you chop it up before it goes in? Like, oh, I want everything in my compost heap chopped up if I can. Mm-hmm. It's not always possible. Mm-hmm. Like Things like brassica stalks and things are really difficult, as you know, to chop up but if i can i want everything as chopped up as possible i mean i was sat in front of the telly last night watching something and i was ripping up bits of cardboard to go on my compost <laughs> today dedication <laughs> we there should invest go. in like one of them it's a pity there wasn't and i've looked you know steve like a battery operated like mulcher chopper up around yeah. you know like but like, you can't, they're all just like electric ones you know what i mean so and they're next to useless anyway for uh, garden garden matter i've tried oh, really? a couple of them over the years you really need one of those great big garden oh, I... shredders mm-hmm. and i was speaking to someone earlier this year about it you remember the guy that brought me that uh biodigester compost yes. for me to try he was talking to me about chippers you know for putting all your shrubs and stuff through and he said, to be honest with you, Steve, if you want a good one, you're looking at five grand plus to get a good one. Because they <laughs> oh. just all jam up eventually. They're uh-huh. rubbish. Bargain. Yeah, I'd get one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for one to pop up at a local auction. I watch that every week and I'm waiting for one, an old one. But mm-hmm. of a so where would, how would you, because are you talking about the one, Steve, that the toured on the back of like a, a, a tree surgeon's? Yes, 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 uh, one of them. Right. Big right. one of them. <laughs> just put, would you just park it in front of your compost bay? Uh, exactly. Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, <and the> arm. <laughs> Sophie, your first, Hello. first tip of the week, please. Yes. So it's obviously going to be quite obvious for the experienced gardener, but it was definitely a big mistake for me is not looking at, the varieties that you're sowing so what their resistance what their resistance to certain diseases and what they're what they like weather weather wise um so stuff like carrots like i was putting carrots in and they got eaten up by god knows what and then i looked online and was like oh there are resistance to some pests if i got the right variety um so yeah mm. i guess that would be my tip well, that's what I, I, that's a great thing I was mentioning to you as well. So, like to have you on because sometimes you, we kind of, oh, you forget, you know what I mean. But when you stop, when you're just starting out, your head yeah. must be kind of full of questions to ask and yeah. stuff like that. So, yes, 
Fantastic. Well, listen, everyone, thank you so much for coming on, JB. Always a pleasure, lad. You never, you never feel the surprise. <laughs> that garden of yours there, which is fantastic. Sophie, it's been lovely having yes. on. Hopefully we'll get you back Thank as well. You. That would be lovely to have you back Oh, on. yeah, that would be really good. be nice. And Stephen. Thank what, you, sir. What, what can I say that folks haven't already <laughs> said about you? <laughs> Probably plenty. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you for turning up and asking. Sorry we didn't get to your questions. Pop them over in the Discord or get our podcast and listen to this again. That will be fantastic. We will see you next week. Everyone, take good care. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.